Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. What's weird about being pregnant is your everything gets smushed. So your stomach, it's not that it's smaller, but it's smushed. Mm-hmm. So you have the capacity to eat less, even though I'm starving. So I won't be hungry all day. And then I'll have like a bite of food and it's like floodgates are open. And not unlike a horse, like I will just eat until I make myself sick, which isn't that much food because then the heartburn comes. But Anyways, it's just a real, it's a real delicate dance of like, I'm starving, but I better slow down. But I can't because I have no self-control. And it's funny, dog. Anyways, I just get so hungry. And Noah has a name for it. He calls it blind horky. Because I'll just hork down food and I won't blink. Like My eyes go like shark black. And I'll just eat. I just get so hungry. It's so sad. What if you, we've been doing one of, our dogs keep throwing up, so we have to give her little meals throughout the day. What if you did that? What if you had 10 little meals? Counterpoint, what if I have 10 little meals and three big meals and I just never stop eating? I also notice that I think better when I eat. Oh. Like if I'm at a meeting I've, and if there's food, like it's time to load up. I'm like Brad Pitt, how he's eating in every scene because it's really attractive. <laughs> I can't help it. And I get out of breath. <sighs> I just love eating fast. You do. You eat really, really fast always. You've always eaten very quickly. But now it's hard for you because you're trying to eat, but you can't breathe out your nose. And so it's. I'm worried you're going to choke and die. I mean, people listening to this podcast can probably hear me, my labored breathing in the back, just <laughs> like my sex offender breathing. <laughs> just listening to those questions. It's gross. The whole thing's gross. Nothing about... I've had a very lucky, easy pregnancy but the whole thing is gross. And one of my friends was like asking me about breastfeeding and I don't have an answer. And she was like, it's barbaric. <laughs> I was like, it kind of is. It, it is a total mind fuck to be like, these are things that boys like to see and cover your boobs and they're so sacred and they're so sexy. And then you have a baby and it's like, ape tits, get those things out of my face. These are utilitarian. This is for free. Like, it's just this weird shift. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to flaunting them though. How do you feel? I just saw this Reddit post the other day that I need to bring up to you because it was about a woman just had a baby 
And the husband noticed that she would, whenever the baby was eating, after the baby had eaten and it had like maybe a little food on its mouth, the mom would clean off its mouth with her tongue. She would go in and lick the baby's tongue and mouth outside of her mouth. Like a dog, like a dog. Look, I would not even begin. It's not, it's not a choice I would make. That being said, I've definitely like taken a bite of a piece of fruit. The dog takes a sniff and a lick, doesn't eat it. And then I eat it. Oh yeah, I've done that. I'm not going to waste it. So I'm not, I, what I'm not going to do is judge, condemn, criticize something another mother is doing because all it, all we do then is just find a new creative way in this stage of life to pit women against each other. Are you beating your kid? Are you force feeding them cigarettes? No, I'm cool. Like fucking do whatever you want. Um, yeah, I don't know. You don't know till you go. Mm-hmm. And people need to have less strong opinions about other people's child rearing skills. If you saw Gracie walk by and I just gave her a little lick on her face, would you be not surprised? I wouldn't care. I get very intimate with my dogs and whatever. So I don't know. I kind of just don't want to think about it. And, <laughs> very and that's non-judgmental. That. And, non-judgmental. Like who has the time to watch the way someone else raises their kid? Like whatever. Mm-hmm. chances are you're an animal. I don't know. It's fine. People love to warn you about stuff. I'm like, my plan is to go into that hospital, fully trusting a doctor, fully hoping to have a normal birth, getting those drugs. And it's nobody's business what I do beyond that. Mm-hmm. You're all just trying to find pictures of my feet to jerk off to. Kick it. Do you have a good wiki feet score? Okay. Dude, I don't want to know. I've never like, looked. Fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy sent, you know, we let, not let, but fans can send pictures to Avalon and then we'll get them to sent to me and then I sign them and I send them back if you send a self-addressed envelope. And we've been doing this for many, many years. And the other day, some guy sent, you know, uh, if it's something that I've posted that I don't object to, I'll sign it, you know, like a headshot or something cute. He sent a picture of a girl like standing like in shorts, but like showing off her butt. She's got like a really round butt, a blonde girl. And it wasn't me. And I was just like, I'm sorry, if you can't even be bothered to separate me from like another random blonde girl, I'm not signing any of this. I tore all of them up and threw it away. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I need to know who it was. Do you know you, who it was? A, no, it's just some random fan. And I wanted no, to sign picture. it. And be like, oh, I don't know who it was. Uh, I wanted, it didn't look like a perfect, it looked like something she had just taken and he uploaded. Oh. And I want to just write, this isn't me, but nice choice. And then I was like, this guy doesn't deserve my sense of humor. And we just threw him away. Taylor yeah. helped me. She did. She helped me do it. Tear it up. Just drawing more lines. Tear it up. Yeah. I get a baby. In three weeks, I get a baby. Oh my God. Isn't that it's weird? It's coming. It's going to come that out of there. baby's coming. It's one way or the other. All these people are like, what's your birth plan? I'm like, uh, whatever. Yeah. That baby wants to come out. out of your butt. That's what's coming. That baby wants, I might be the only woman to give birth anally. Whatever happens is what's going to happen. Coming out of your nose, okay. What are you going to do? A medical marvel. What I am going to do is pack snacks. They say to have your birth bag, which I just made up, have snacks. So apparently when you feel a contraction and you're positive it wasn't a fart, um, you should have pasta because you want to like carbo load because you may not be able to eat for a very long time. You can't eat like while you're, not that you'd want to, but I was just like, how funny is that? Like you feel a contraction and you're like getting a sub sandwich. You roast beef loaded up. You're just like dipping lobster and butter, getting like a tomahawk steak. You're like, I gotta get ready. Gotta get Protein. ready. I, I spent a whole day 
the other day looking at this website where it's a place in Texas that does one of those like 72 ounce steaks. And if you eat it in under an hour, plus all the sides, yeah. it's free. And they have- Is it, was it uh, sawdust? No. Was it trail, trail dust? No, trail it's dust. like called the, no. the Big Texan or something. And it <laughs> they had multiple PDFs uploaded of the people's names, weights, how long it took them to eat it, and if they wanted to add any commentary. And I spent hours pouring oh through God. to see how it was. One guy did it in like 13 minutes. One girl that was like 100 pounds Ew. did it. And they would like leave notes like, this is for you, dad. I can't believe you died. <laughs> it was just- I can't believe you died while trying while to eat this steak. This. And I- I feel like- <laughs> Oh my God. It's so incredible. I was truly just like going through this Excel document on this I website, love that. this restaurant. I feel like all the men are named Don. It was it's a like lot there of- are guys that die scaling uh, like Mount Kilimanjaro and then there are people who die on the hill of eating a steak. And then a lot of people whose comment were like, is that all? I wish there was dessert. Give me seconds. And you're like, wow, you really were like, this is my chance to be funny. Can I tell you something? When we went to Europe, you know, we are, Noah and I, like, we'll have a green juice for breakfast. Like, we don't eat every meal decadent, but you want to pick key meals. So you go out, you get a steak for dinner. And people write, like, like people have this urge to just write something. Some people will be like, oh, watch out, heart attack. It's like, it's a steak. And we work out like, you know, like, oh, too much. Oh, how are you still standing? And it's like, I don't know, because I don't think the internet is life. Like, just the stuff, I guess I would never, it's great that people comment. Like, I would never be moved. If somebody posted a picture of their dog, I would never be moved to write like, oh, precious. She knows she's a mommy's girl. <laughs> it just wouldn't. It's, it takes a lot for me to write a comment. Maybe that's because if I do, there's like so much scrutiny. Like, that wasn't funny. You better yeah, be come funny. Come do this for an hour. Better be funny. Funny knows. <laughs> okay, kick it. Hi, Eliza. I'm so sorry that this is long, but I want to give you as much information as I can. Also, I'm ready. I know you're not LGBT, but I'm in a pickle and I need some kind of advice big time. A little context. I'm a 21-year-old. They left out IA. Should we cancel them? <laughs> they also left out AI. Robots have sexual feelings too. You had that sex robot on your show. What? Oh, yeah. That was the <laughs> sketch that we spent so much money on that nobody watched. Okay. I'm a 20-year-old gay man, closeted, and my family owns a beach house with two apartments, one of which we rent out. This summer, my mom asked me to go down to help run, watch over the apartment, the rental apartment, because she's returning to work and couldn't be there much. I saw this as an opportunity to see what being out is like. So I did, and I got to say it was great. I dated a few guys, slept with some, and overall had a great time. My situation starts when I met this guy who's two years older than me, 23, and I thought he was really Uh great. He asked me on a date, and eventually he asked me to be his boyfriend. From the start, he knew I'm in the closet and said it wouldn't be an issue. Now, side note. Wait. Yeah. Doesn't the closet mean, like, just your family doesn't know? Or is it like you are living like a straight person, and you are wearing bad clothes, and you don't own a box spring, and you don't shower, (laughs) and everybody thinks you're straight? And you're, like, really shitty to women in chat rooms? Like, what does it mean? (laughs) It's the latter, but it sounds like he moved somewhere far away from his family and is kind of testing the waters of the people in okay. that area knowing he's gay, but still no one back home does. So Mom's like, we got an apartment in Provincetown. I don't know why he <laughs> won't come home. Okay. I'm not ready to come out to my family, and maybe this falls on me, but I have intense anxiety about coming out. 
most of my anxiety revolves around how my parents will react when I come out because my older brother passed away. My parents keep telling me things like, you need to find a girl and settle down and you need to have kids. Don't forget our bloodline bloodline ends (gasps) with you if you don't. Wait a minute. You can still have a child with your semen. Yeah. It's like, maybe he doesn't want to have a child, but so anyway. For sure. Now that summer is over, I'm trying to juggle dating my boyfriend and keeping him happy while I'm in the closet and living at home again. I'm finishing my undergrad and to top it off, I'm working. About a month ago, I had my worst anxiety attack yet, which caused my boyfriend to sit me down and tell me he is convinced coming out will help my anxiety greatly. I told him about a thousand times that I'm not ready to do so, and he started getting mad at me. Fast forward, and a few weeks ago, he began saying he will just tell my parents for me, and I'm not okay with that. I have every reason to believe he's serious and would actually do it. Like I said, I know you're not LGBT, but I know you're an ally. If you have any advice on how to deal with this, I will gladly take it. P.S., I don't think I'm in any danger if I come out. I just don't know how my parents will react and I'm not in a place where I'm ready to deal with that. What if, think about it this way. Have you considered that you come out and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what if this was all self-imposed and obviously it's not for so many gay people. I can't tell you what to do because that's so not my place. I can tell you it's definitely not his place to out you. Uh, or to threaten that, uh, you know, he's trying to do, I'm hoping like a gentle, like mama bird nudge out of the nest. But I think for your own, if, since you did ask, I'll tell you what I think. And I'm not saying, I mean, whatever I'm saying this in the most gentle way for your own anxiety. And this is your life that you do have to start fully living at some point, And you do love your parents and you don't know their reaction. And it's going to be hurtful to them if you hide it. And they're like, I can't believe you wouldn't tell us, you know, I don't know your parents. So I don't know enough about them to guess. Um, It sounds like you're super closeted or they're in denial and they kind of know if they're saying all those comments. That's not on you to continue a family bloodline. Like, are they fully royal and British? Uh, And if you do want kids, you could still have kids that are quote unquote yours, but that's not, what you need to focus on is being okay. And you need to do the things that make you okay. And hopefully your parents will love you. So I'm not saying when or how, but you are living two lives and nobody can sustain that. And if you try, eventually someone will write a movie about you called Good on Paper and it will be in the top 10 movies on Netflix for two weeks. It's going to be a huge hit if you lie. (laughs) Yeah. You you got to do what's right for you. The boyfriend isn't wrong in that I'm sure leading a double life is causing you a lot of anxiety, but- Oh, yeah. He's wrong to threaten that. The the fact that he is threatening you is so out of line and insane and offensive and rude and like that's going to triple your anxiety. So he's, it sounds like he's not looking out for you and he wants to control you. And I don't like that. I don't like this guy. He's just, he's like, it's enough already. Like you're in cutoff jean shorts. We're both in leather. Like how are your parents not seeing this? My vote, you do what's right for you, but you do it on your terms, on your time. You cannot live like this. You will make yourself sick. If you're living with your parents for another year and you'd rather tell them when you have a space to get away from them, do that, you know? But if it really yeah, is you, like but, eating you up, you should tell them. Yep. Yep. It's gonna, the truth will set you free. It will. I mean, even if they're turds, their reaction, you don't think you're gonna be in danger. So you just think there's maybe gonna be disappointment over this like marry a girl thing. What I mean, is that worse than you living in constant fear of being caught? Is that a worse emotion? What's your plan? What's your plan to just do this until they die or one of them dies and then you tell the last one I'm gay and that kills them? Like, you got to live your life. 
You're not an embarrassment. You did nothing wrong. Yeah. Your parents hopefully want you to be happy. So hopefully it's cool. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know what you do. Kick it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza and team. My name is Stephanie and I am 28 years old. Earlier this year, I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. Since then, I've gone through chemo, surgery, radiation, and now more chemo. One of my biggest frustrations about going through cancer treatment is how sick and fatigued you get. I'm a classical musician, flutist, and I'm really struggling with how much work- pronounced flautist. Flautist. Come on, Emily. With how much work I've had to give up due to being sick. 
Recently, I had to leave an out-of-town gig midweek after having a high fever the morning before another rehearsal. Whenever I have really bad days or I am not performing as much as I'd like, my mind goes to this horrible place where I believe my career is over. Now, I know logically that this isn't true, but I'm having a really hard time not spiraling down that path anyway. I've always appreciated your wise advice and humor on the podcast. Congratulations on the upcoming baby girl. You look, that is horrible. And you've come, that's, we don't need me to sit here and tell you how much you've done. And I have never had cancer, knock on wood. Uh, That's a lot to deal with. And all you can do right now is focus on you. And all you can do is the best you can. Nobody is like, I got sick. I had to take some time off and my career was then over. If you're good at what you do. And you will stress yourself out trying to push yourself to the max when you're not well and you'll make yourself sicker. I'm not saying you're gonna give yourself more cancer, but it's not good for your body. A body, you require rest. You need to be okay with giving yourself that permission, knowing in the future, you will reap the rewards for that. But burning the candle at both ends doesn't benefit anyone. It's not the the fun answer, but... Yeah, you got to put your body first and put that career second. You, yeah, you, if, you, if you have the means to do it, and, and I, it sounds like you do, you can't be power fluting all day, every day. All right? Call up Jethro Tull. Had that guy have such a long career? Probably rested. Also a lot of drugs. I can recommend a great mushroom dealer. Just kidding. I'm just saying, you got to, Americans, I'm assuming Americans are obsessed with like, I've got to keep working. And don't worry about it. Gigs will still come back around. There will be more opportunities later. People take breaks and they come back stronger than ever. You may lose more gigs by taking them when you can't do it and then having to bail at the last minute than you will canceling beforehand. So That's a great point. What you don't want to do is be the person who is sick and not doing a great job that like keeps showing up. And people like, oh my God, please just stay home. Like as plucky and as indomitable as that spirit is, like it gets really annoying when the person's like, I just need to rest. You're like, okay, well, we're practicing. People would rather, even without cancer, like at work, people are like, if you're sick, go home. Like you're not performing well. You're not happy. It's good. And it's going to be visible. You're not going to be yourself. Rest where you need to. It's okay. Everybody gets it. Yeah. Not cancer. Everybody understands. Actually, I think everybody gets cancer. Yeah. Well. And I'm sorry you're having to go through that, but it's okay. You're allowed. Mm-hmm. You're allowed. Nobody wants to watch a comedy show from a tired comic. Nobody wants to hear a a winded flautist. (laughs) Yeah, keep practicing at your house when you can. Don't go out of town for multiple days if if your body can't handle it. Just stay home and work on your fingering. Kick it. (laughs) Hello, Eliza, Emily, Snow Peach, and crew. The holidays are upon us. And I wanted Eliza's hot take on asking for expensive gifts during the holidays. My family asked for Christmas lists and my husband and I really want a robot vacuum. I know they're pricey, but I've done the research and have found one that cleans up dog hair. My husband and I are in a constant battle about who has to vacuum and how often. So this would be practical and well used. I feel guilty to ask for something so expensive, but I also know if I don't ask, my mom will spend a ton of money on gifts that might be frivolous and wasteful. Is it selfish yeah. to ask for one expensive gift? No. What? No. And you could even get the option to be like, Kirk and I would love this. This is, You know, well, how much could it possibly be? Yeah, this is the dog. This is Kay who asked the question. And this is the dog that's hair. That's not even a real hairy dog. That's like a dog that I has- I get it. Look, Tianfu has superior Chinese hair, which means it's constantly growing and it's constantly perfect. And 
we are just dog hair people. Like we are just people that have dog hair on us. And I'm okay with that because I'm only sleeping with one person. So it's okay. And I brush myself up before I go. I think it's okay. If your mom's going to spend that money anyway, plus if you give her the option of saying it's for both of us, I think that that's okay. It's not like a $5,000 Android robot human. It's a vacuum. It's what's it like $300? Max, I think, but. Yeah, you're fine. And I appreciate that that's expensive to you. And if it's from your parents to two people and it's your only gift, I think it's okay. Do you think they should make like, hey, a link to this. This is what we really want and need. But here's like a wish list of like 10 other things if you'd rather. No. Or should they not even hedge their bets this on that? This is all that we want and it's all we're asking for. And we're okay if this is our only gift from everyone. Yeah. And if you can't get it, put some cash towards it. <laughs> put some cash toward it. You can start a GoFundMe for that vacuum. A honey fund for your vacuum. Yeah. 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 That's not that's egregious. Okay. She, by the way... Again, you know, talking about like the the purpose of giving, like she asked for your list. You're not 10. You're not asking for a bunch of shitty things. You're like, here is something I need and want. That should be the gift versus like, I got you this funny plate and this oven mitt. This is a candle and a weird smell. And here's some Skittles. Wait outside. Emma Vox. I went to a Francesca's and got you a layered necklace. Okay. You know, Claire's went out of business. (laughs) <gasps> are you serious Five. where am I supposed to get my diamonds <laughs> you're supposed to get my ears pierced get 15 items for five dollars was always like <laughs> where am I supposed to get flocati elf ears attached to a headband where am I supposed to get my ears pierced after I go to a sabaro where am I supposed to get my black rubber bracelets for the rave Oh, Claire's. What is the ice? Tell me the icing is still in business. It must be closed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, could, you could buy so many different earrings on one card. So many. <laughs> like oh, my God. Headbands. You could, you could go for your prom jewelry if you needed it. If you were a freshman and someone older asked you, you could get a tiara. If you got five American dollars, you can go to Claire's and live like a king. No, like a queen. Queen of Sheba. <laughs> rest in peace, Claire's. Oh. See how I said the full rest in peace, not rip. I'm so it's busy. Rip. Always so shocking to see just rip. <laughs> hey, for people listening, when someone dies, you animals, and you take the time to post like, oh, Bill Paxton, Rip. It, nobody is like touched. Like no one's widow was like, oh, they wrote RIP. It must have taken a long time. Don't be Rip. a dick, right? Rest in peace, right? Rest in treats, right? A full congratulations. My condolences. Happy, happy birthday, HBD. Uh, uh. I will hate you if you write any congrats. That makes you I mad. just pushed a baby out. Congrats. <laughs> I wrote this while driving. I'm just going to send you the letter C and hope you know what it means. Call me a C. <laughs> Big fat C. All right. I'm squeezing this dog's paw for luck. Emma Vox. Hi, Eliza. Emily, fur babies and baby pending. I like that. The baby is pending. She's loading. <laughs> She's loading. I have just gotten back from my daughter's eighth birthday party. It was a small bowling party for 10 children for bowling, lunch, and party games. My daughter invited eight girls and one boy who all came, but the boy was really uncomfortable being the only one. He wouldn't talk to anyone and hid behind his dad for most of the afternoon. 
Not all the children knew each other, so I was anticipating some shyness, but he did not want to mix with the others and seemed quite upset. I spoke to all the girls and asked them to be kind to him and make him feel comfortable, which they did, but he ended up leaving early anyway because he wasn't having a good time. Sure. My question, you talk a lot about how as women, we take on the responsibility for making other people feel comfortable. Is this where it begins? Should I have let him suck it up instead of making the girls responsible for him enjoying himself? I felt bad for him feeling so out of place, but did I inadvertently perpetuate this cycle of future women being peacemakers? Interested on your take on this, Emma. Uh, I actually don't think so because you treated him the way you would treat like a little girl, like from another school or like your cousin, make them feel welcome. And that's genderless. And so Mm -hmm. they tried, they tried. I doubt they bent over backward. I'm sure they were like, hey, come play with us. And he was uncomfortable and that's okay that he was. And that has nothing to do with anything. And that's just going to be like just being a little kid and you don't know anyone. Plus the dad was there. And plus, I don't know what games are beyond bowling. Like everyone sit down and say their fa- favorite marsupial. Uh, like I wouldn't game. think twice about it. Your daughter was being a good host. She was being inclusive. And beyond that, there's not much to do. That's it. That's it. If there were, What's weird is that there wasn't another boy. And especially at that age, he probably wants to play with another boy and you don't know how to relate, you know. So who knows how well those kids knew each other. Maybe it's been COVID. They don't know each other. But I think you did fine. And the important thing is to teach your child manners, like try to include them. But you also got to teach your kid like, hey, if that kid's being a weirdo, that's not on you. And the little boy left early and the dad was fine. And it was nice that you invited him. And that's what he will remember when he's recounting this in therapy years later and is terrified of women. Yeah, you you weren't excused. You weren't like, oh, he's a boy. We need to like coddle him. I was like, no, that little kid is scared. And, you know, you did. They're not thinking about it at that age. You're fine. I think. If he had been like going berserk and putting his hands in the cake and you were like, well, he's a little boy. He can't help it. That would be a problem. Exactly. Good call. We say that as two women without children, we think you made the right call. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, soon you're going to be able to answer questions as a mother, actually. Oh. I'll be like, as a mother, I'm not weighing in on your kids because I don't feel like getting eaten alive. So breastfeed them until they're 20. Do whatever you want to do. Okay. Don't do that, please. Do it. No. Do it. No. Little nibble. Little nippy nibble. No. Okay. So this is Anonymous. Hello. Eliza, Emily, sweet baby. Snow Peach and sweet baby. Schlesinger. I don't have a question. I just want to say that I took advice Eliza has given in the past many times to many different women. And so far it is working out well for me. So thank you. You're stealing other people's (laughs) advice. This is a single application use. (laughs) You're not allowed to listen to the podcast unless you have a question. That's right. (laughs) Uh, I work for a big company that has multiple departments and on-site security. One of my coworkers and I began what I thought was a simple friendship, but turned out to be more for her. She's 33 and gay. I'm 26 and straight. I told her this early on in IG messages when she asked me about my sexual orientation. She said she was cool with my being straight. Yet over the next month, I heard from multiple people there were rumors that she was saying I was giving her mixed signals and that she and I were dating, both of which are false. I'm not a flirt. Any of my friends can attest to that. So there's no way I was giving mixed signals. And this woman knew I had my eye on a man And no, the man and I are not currently dating because again, I'm not a flirt, nor am I courageous enough to make the first move, FML. I soon discovered that this woman was making other women in my department uncomfortable via IG messages. And then I found out from a security guard that this woman would hang around the elevators asking if the guard had seen me, if they knew where I was, and would tell him I was giving her mixed signals. She would hang around for five to 15 minutes at a time waiting for me to appear. This slight stalking was the last straw. 
I spent an entire night tossing and turning about what to do because I didn't want to get her in trouble, but I couldn't stop thinking of the, what is she going to say or God forbid do next? And then I thought, if I wrote about this on Ask Eliza Anything, Eliza would tell me to put myself and my sanity and safety first. So I did. I spoke to my manager and filed a formal complaint. I'm still waiting for the investigation to conclude, but the point of this message is to thank Eliza for constantly telling women to put themselves first and stop letting uncomfortable situations fester because we don't want to hurt someone else, even if they're the one hurting us. This person hurt me and abused my trust and lied and gossiped about so much, and I'm done. I'm glad I didn't let it go on any longer than it did because without Eliza's advice, my passive-aggressive ass would have let it continue. Thank you, Eliza and Emily, for all the advice. And that is just one of thousand testaments to the Eliza method. Order our protein powder and 16-step guide and you too can be on your way to being a self-realized, actualized, full-on person who sends me money. Uh, I love that you did that. And you know what? I'm glad because I was like, I don't know what she's going to do. Good for you. Good for you. By the way, the idea that there's an investigation, like what's that going to be? They're going to be like, did you stalk this straight girl? She'll be like, I never... And thus concludes the investigation. But it's clear that you work at Google and uh, that's really great that you, <laughs> you or the Pentagon, good for you. Good the, for you. That you trusted your gut. The method works. Uh-huh. Trust that gut. Catch it. Kick you right Anonymous. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm getting married in September 2022. My fiance and I are paying Are you for- sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Paying for the wedding for the most part, but my future mother-in-law offered to pay for my dress. I'm super grateful, but I'm not sure how to tell my mom about the offer. My mom and I have a complicated relationship, and there have been instances in the past of my mom getting upset about the close relationship I have with my mother-in-law. Plus, money has always been a touchy subject. I was Mm. considering not telling her at all, but I will be going dress shopping with both of them, and if I find a dress, I don't know if I'll be able to keep it a secret. Should I not tell her and let things play out as they will? Or is it better to be upfront and honest? Thanks. I don't know because I don't know how crazy your mom is and I don't know how crazy you are. I am reticent to let you let this woman pay for your dress because then she'll feel she has feedback. My bigger thought was, my first thought was, oh no, she's going to feel she has ownership over the dress. So she's going to, you're going to have to get a dress that she wants unless she's super cool. Um... If you can't afford a dress and this woman is offering to pay for your dress and you're okay with that, your mom's going to have to be okay with it unless she wants to split it. But this is about you and what makes you comfortable. So it sounds like you just have a communication issue. I would at first be weird about the dress, but if that woman's going to be cool and you don't have to get something with like pipe and drape (laughs) across the front or something and she's cool, then... You gotta say to your mom, I can't afford a dress. And she said she'd pay for it, but we want, I want you to be there. I want to include you. Yeah. Or it's your dirty little secret with your mother in law and you guys are cool, but eh, that might be weird for you. Can you have a conversation with your mother in law about, you know, like, I so appreciate this gesture. You know, when we go shopping, I don't know if my mom's gonna freak out. You know, uh, I'm gonna tell her up front. It's, I just, it should be the last. Hold on. You don't have to ask her permission and it really shouldn't be on your mind. Like, how's my mom going to act when we go shopping? Here's a thought. Can you pay for part of the dress and ask your mom if she wants to chip in? Be like, I wanted to include you. Like, make it like, and make sure that you're not looking a gift horse in the mouth. Like, mother-in-law offered to pay. Say, would you be comfortable if I paid for part and I asked my mom to pay for part? And if she says yes, then at least you offer it to your mom and say, mom, she offered to pay 
I want to chip in and I wanted to include you in case you wanted to. And if you don't, I still really want you to be there that day. That way your mom will feel a little bit bad. You don't want that. But that way she's not in the dark for the whole process. Yeah. The other version is take that money. Don't marry that woman's son. Go to Vegas. Invest wisely. Put all in black. You live just outside Vegas. Super affordable. You live like a king. Off (laughs) $2,500. Right. Do it now. Do it now. There you go. (laughs) Hi, Liz, Emily, Peach, Grace, Scott. I have a question about work. I'm not everyone saying hi to Gracie. She hasn't done anything. I don't know. She's in the background. All right. (laughs) Now that she's involved, now that she's in the background. uh, I'm not a nurse or in grad school, but I work at a small specialist clinic in a hospital. Our doctor is throwing us a big Christmas party at an expensive club in mid-December and everyone is going and we'll be dressing up and everything. I don't want to go. I'm very uncomfortable with most social settings right now and don't feel a need to socialize with my coworkers outside of work, but I don't know if I should feel obligated to attend since the doctor is doing this generous thing for us. Should I go or am I not obligated to participate in events outside of work? Thank you. And please never quit the podcast. Why don't you want to go? That sounds, I want to go. Well, it sounds sounds like- so fun. uh, She's, this person's uncomfortable with most social settings right now. So it could be a COVID thing. Okay. If it's a COVID thing, whatever. Look- there's always the version where you drop by, you just wanted to say hi, you weren't feeling well, but you did want to make an appearance. Like there's a graceful way to do it. If it is a COVID thing, I mean, it is a doctor. So hopefully he's doing it in a healthy way. I don't, I didn't get the vibe from you that it was a COVID thing as much as just a personal thing. I, I think there it can go a long way. People will remember you didn't go or they won't care because I'm always like, no one cares if you don't go to the party. I don't know what kind of doctor this is. I don't, I think it would be gracious of you to stop by, say hi, and then you're on your way to dinner. You can also stop by, say hi, and do an Irish goodbye. Yeah, if you don't want to go for COVID reasons, don't go and that's fine. But if you don't want to go because you don't like social stuff, I think it's going to be more fun than you think it is. And when you get there, it's going to be a good time. And it's just fun. Like an office Christmas party is fun. Like It's fun. (sighs) You stop in, you have free shrimp. You say hi, you do an Irish goodbye, which is where you harbor deep resentment toward a random aunt and you drink a lot, but you have lovely poetry. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, just grow up a little. If it if it isn't like a serious anxiety, then just go for a minute. You're going to do a lap. I guarantee you'll stay longer. Yeah. Free shrimp. Every time I've told myself I'm just going to stop by something, I get there and it's actually really fun and I wind up staying. So Yeah, totally. I love having Emily at all the parties I've invited her to that she never came to. That was cool. I came to all your parties and stayed the longest mm-hmm. of anyone. What are you talking about? I've had other ones and you didn't come. I've been to every single party. Okay, then I forgot to invite you to something recently. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> or I moved. <laughs> or I don't live yeah, there we'll anymore. Say that. We'll, say you were, we'll say you were out of town. Okay. <laughs> don't look okay. online. Don't check my Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Courtney asks, Hey, Liza and Emily. Liza, I love all your work and recently rewatched your specials for the sixth to ninth time. You never failed to make me laugh and raise my spirits. Context for my question. I'm a gay 29-year-old female spoken in Eliza's deep voice. Oh, you're 29-year-old female. She's like, I work at a big company with private security and there's a straight girl I have a crush on. She's avoiding me and sending mixed signals. Okay, fine. That's the thing is whenever someone tells you that they're getting signals from someone else, you never like fully know if they're totally delusional. But yeah, you never know. You never you know. know. Uh, I get overly anxious when someone doesn't text me back. It happens when I'm having a consistent back and forth texting with someone I'm newly dating or with my really good friends, not with randos or people I'm not really invested in. The anxiety sets in after I send a text that warrants some kind of response, i.e. I ask a question and I get nothing for hours, maybe a full day or so. I start thinking my side of the conversation was stupid. They don't want to talk to me. They think I'm clingy or texting too much, et cetera. But once I get a text back, the anxiety washes away. However the cycle restarts pretty readily. I'm aware this is a problem, so I hate that I can't figure out how to make it stop. How do I fix this? Thank you. I don't know. I don't know if you're totally wrong. I think if you just started dating someone, like that's when you want to be texting. And if they've already set a precedent of consistent texting versus you can tell this person isn't great with it, um, a full day of not texting back, I think is either them playing a game or they're just not your person. Because you will you should be on the same wavelength. I'm sorry, a full day, especially at 29, where your phone is attached to your eyeballs. Or they're busy. I, I think, no, it, that excuse went away with like hipster mustaches. Nobody is, it's just, it's not, generationally, it's not a thing. You're not that kind of busy. And if you are, you should have the decency to be like, hey, I'm just super busy. I can't be with my phone. I'll text you later. Um, or you are writing too much and you are too clingy. but. I think it's all about how do you want to be treated. When I met Noah, I like texting, but I'm not a crazy person about it. We were like, the text went back and forth. Mm -hmm. I never was like, where is he? I even broke up with someone because I was like, you can't just go away for a weekend and not tell me. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. I mean, you can't like, if you're worried about it, change your behavior, text less, but also the other person might not want to talk that much. Like there's a million things and it's going to always worry you a little bit. You're not just going to suddenly not be worried about that if it's someone that you're into. With friends though, like if it's a close friend and they don't text you, if a friend doesn't text me for a day, I'm like, they'll get back to me. Like whatever. You got to keep reproving to yourself. Like they don't hate you. Like your friend's just busy. I've been doing it more lately where I just don't text back. So I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And I'll see you later. And I don't think my friends hate me. If it's someone that you're like romantically just getting involved with, they're showing you who who they are. Or you're asking lame questions like, how was your morning? Nobody wants to answer that. Nobody wants to answer how their day was. How was your weekend? What are you up to this weekend? Yeah. Try calling each other. I sound like my mother, but try calling each other. 
Good advice. But but I think someone does for a full day, woof. Yeah. That's just too frustrating. And then, yeah, what are you signing up for? And if they keep doing it, then they're playing a game or they're not in touch with you mm-hmm. or they're being rude. But the excuse of they're busy, I'm sorry, it doesn't happen anymore. Mm-mm. Especially not at 29. We're all, everybody's unemployed. Nobody's busy. Yeah. Well, or they like you so much and they're like, I want to seem unavailable, but you don't want to play a game. Or they're trying to come up with the perfect response. And they're or like, your they wait a day and then, and then they're like, L-O-L. Send us examples of the thing you, I want to know what you asked that had them temporarily ghost and I'll tell yes. you if it was lame. Okay, yes. We'll provide that Do service. you like peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> I wrote the dumbest thing to a friend today. She was like, I'm in Miami and I wrote, I love tropical fruit. <laughs> Like, I was just like, I hope you never write back to me and I hope we never see each other again. I can't believe I wrote that to you. <laughs> Miami, I love tropical fruit. Like, is it my first day on earth? <laughs> That's a fun oh. conversation though. I like that. Well, I do love tropical fruit so much. And when I think of Miami, I think of like guavas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. passion fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Other things I like, pineapples, mangoes, banana. Which is not a fruit. It's a nut. Ew. I think. Something's happening. I don't like that. Tomatoes are fruit. It's all messed up. What are those fruits doing? Bunch of freaks. Welcome back to Hot Takes with Emily. Remember when we all learned that tomato was a fruit? You were like in the second grade. It was shocking. It's, it's around the time you learned that epidermis means skin. Ugh. Your epidermis is showing. Oh, no. my, my What was the other word? Weenus? <laughs> the elbow skin or whatever? And kids oh. would. You remember that? I remember the word weenus, but I didn't remember learning what it was. But I do remember someone said dude is like oh, hair on a horse's butt. <laughs> it's like another, like a dude ranch. I don't know. It's like a horse's ass. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. Isn't it weird what stays the same, like weird lies that kids tell each other? Yes. Trickery stays mostly the same. Do you remember how horrible the one where you'd be like, open the refrigerator, take out a Coke? Do you remember that one? No, what'd you do? Do you remember? It's like an anti, not anti-Chinese, but like not oh. <laughs> something you would say now. Yeah. It's about being Chinese and pouring pee-pee in someone's yeah. Coke. Yeah. yeah. Like now you would just never. Remember, that was like something you did all the time. You're like, open the refrigerator, take out a Coke. Where do, It's like, where do kids learn all the little rhymes and stuff and cootie shots? Like, racist grandparents who came home from a war and they were like, I got something to say. I got right. a joke for you. <laughs> I got a joke for you, Junior. Hi, Liza. You. Emily, Snow Peach, and Smokey Husky, thank you guys for always brightening my week. I'm currently in a predicament, and I don't know what to do. I'm dating someone who I've grown to like a lot. He's sweet and caring, but suddenly this past week, he was off and distancing himself, barely talking to me, ignoring me at a party, parading me around at an event, not touching me, running 30 minutes late on our date without notice, etc. Anyway, we hung out after all that, and we were getting intimate when he started to make a face that indicated he was upset rather than enjoying it. Talk about a confidence crusher. Luckily for him, I have enough ego for 10 people. I finally finally spoke out and asked what was up, and his response was, I am emotionally fucked up, and I don't always know what's going on in my head. I asked if he even liked me still, and he said yes, but he was still uncertain. I said I appreciate that he was honest and said maybe it's best if we took some time apart, not break up. He started crying and said, I feel like I'm losing something so good. And I said, I'm not going anywhere. Just that it takes two people to make a relationship work. And right now go. he needed to work on himself. I can't help but think now maybe I should just end it. 
But at the same time, I really do like him and see this working if he tries to fix whatever is going on with him mentally because he says it has nothing to do with me. I should also mention he's 32 and I'm 25, but I can't help but feel like I'm the mature one here. Help, please. Break up. It's over. Uh, it is you uh, because you're not the right one for him. And you, bravo, bravo, strong girl, did the right thing. You said the right thing. And him saying, I'm sorry, the kiss of death was him saying, like, I can't help but feel like I'm losing something good. Yeah, you're losing a really good, mature girl. Yeah. And thank God she was smart enough to see the flares go up. This guy will, listen to me, will do nothing. And by the way, the parading you around is because you're 25. And he's like, look what I did. This guy will do nothing but dick with you and take his time just as he was willing to do before you so maturely stepped in and were like, tell me what's up while you're inside me. So break up. If he wants to go work on himself privately and come back to you, maybe you'll be available, but you don't deserve this and it will fuck with you. You're already so healthy. It will fuck with you and it will have weird uh, ramifications later in your other relationships. So good for you. Yeah. for understanding all of that, move on. He can come back when he's ready or never again. Chances are you'll be with someone else. Yeah, he, don't wait around while he's, quote unquote, Fixing he's 32. Himself. He knew this was an issue, whatever emotional issue this was, and he didn't try to fix it for the last 10 years. He's not going to fix it now. Or he is trying to fix it, but you don't need to be there for a work in progress for someone that you're not even tied to. You don't love yeah. him. You're not married. You don't have kids. You don't share a chicken. Yeah. And you don't raise chickens. So- Pass. Good for you. Mm -hmm. You must be taking the Eliza method powder. It's just six simple shots a day and an anal supplement. It's a powder that you inject. Yeah, it's a powder that you inject. <laughs> hey, Eliza. It's really hard to do. <laughs> you have to have the grit and determination to do it. That's part of the method. Yeah. Hey, Eliza and team. First of all, congrats on your impending arrival. I was pregnant but not showing when I met you in Reno in 2019 and you were so kind and complimented my thick hair. It was the hormones, but it made my day and I'll never forget your kindness. <laughs> Moving on. I'm a 38-year-old woman, mother of one, also work full-time, and I'm getting to that point in my life where friends are getting married for the second time. I'm being invited to bachelorette parties, weddings, baby showers for people I did this exact same thing for five to seven years ago. I love my friends, but it just seems a bit excessive to ask for us all to empty our bank accounts to do it all over again. What are your thoughts on this? We all have jobs and are successful career women, so I guess money isn't the issue, but it's more about willingness to allocate time. Are we, those who don't want to go, being assholes, or is it okay to just say, no thank you to an invite like this? Thanks in advance and happy holidays. Also, very cute. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, Nice picture. Do you have thick hair. Dutch and Blanche. I know, real um, thick hair. <laughs> A dog's under your chair, Taylor, just so you know. The dog likes to lean on Taylor's chair. Um, you are being an asshole. And it's unfair to say like, sorry, you got married once. That was your shot. Oh, he didn't work out? Well, I don't care about this one. Send $50 to a honey fund. How many friends do you have, you know? You don't have to go to every wedding, but if it's convenient and you like the person, what if this is their real love? What if they made a mistake and this is the person they're going to be with? You know, I think you're lumping everyone together. And if you do it that way, sure, that's exhausting. But case by case, they invited you. Do you want to go? It's not like they're asking, like, I need a $400 donation from each person. Like, you don't have to give. Also, the first time you get married, it's like you're starting your life together. So chances are they have most of the things they need. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give as generously. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you don't need to. I don't, I think it's, 
fine at this point to not want to be in a bachelorette party where you have to like go out of town and do six events. Yeah, and no. Do, no, but go to their wedding, get them a gift. Go it is what it yes. is. Because that's, that's yeah. not for us to judge. Like this one doesn't count as much, but yes, a bachelorette party is like a bit much. Depends on the friend, but you got to do something if this is your friend. Yeah. It's shitty to not go because yeah. you would want them there at your second marriage. Yeah. In terms of allocating time, allocate the day of the wedding. I mean, you don't need to do anything else. No. And I, I bet they're not asking for that. I bet different people ask for different stuff, but you're allowed to have a limit. Yeah. 50 bucks. 50 bucks, plate of pasta, you're in and out. Kick it. All right, we have an update to the flirty neighbors. Remember the two neighbors that kept inviting the girl out on the roof and then it turned out they just wanted yes. a threesome? Okay. Who was a psychologist and like definitely ethically did something wrong <laughs> yes. by like stalking this girl? Yes. So flirty neighbors update. First of all, that wasn't flirty. It was predatory and manipulative. And the more I talk and think about what happened, the more mad I am. Eliza. Yeah, we're mad for you. It's not that I didn't want to say anything. It's that I didn't realize how uncomfortable I was until the day after. Since that mm. happened, I tried to avoid seeing them, but she did text me a couple times to watch their kids and I just ignored I forgot that she was always babysitting the kids. I just ignored mm. her. In one text, she said, I really regret it came out that way. So I guess that was her attempt at a bad apology. On another text, she realized I'm ignoring her and was like, never mind, forget it, being passive aggressive with me. I ran into the husband a few times and kept ignoring him. Last time I saw him, he said, are you mad at me? So I said yes and kept walking. I felt very nervous oh, whenever God. I saw him. Then she texted me saying, I know you are ignoring me, but this is a business call. I have an online store what? and she wanted to make a big order. So I texted back very coldly about it. But of course she never followed up. And again, I felt super naive and manipulated. I guess she just wanted to check if I'm still mad. Finally, a couple days later, I unfollowed her on social media and blocked both of them on my phone. Also, I moved away, but that has nothing to do with that. No. <laughs> Lastly, Eliza, the only reason I mentioned Shabbat dinner was for context to show you the homely and welcoming feeling they gave me. I am Jewish <laughs> I too, LOL. But that's probably the okay, only fair. thing I have in common with them. Anyway, thanks for the support and I'm still considering leaving the Yelp review on her business. Love you all 100% platonically. Um, all right, fine. I didn't know you were Jewish, but whatever. Uh, I still think it is a weird look, but that's okay. Um, it's great that you moved away. You never have to think about this again. Yes, thank God. That's all there is to it. But and uh, while I don't agree with being like, are you mad at me? Yes, goodbye. Like, put an end to it. Be like, I don't like what you guys did, so it makes me uncomfortable. Here's how I feel. Like, just being open about your feelings. So yeah. this is a baby step. And hopefully when uh, a threesome swinging psychologist hits on you in the future... You'll know what to say, but that's great. You moved away and you got them out of your lives. You never have to think about them again. They obviously knew that what they did was wrong and they felt bad. The insanity of the person being like, actually, this is a business question and I'm going to place a large order just to get yeah. you to reply. She's a manipulative whack Yes, up. and she didn't place the order. No, because it was just so, a trick. For sure. Which is like, really? You've gone without pipe cleaner troll sculptures this long. Why are you placing that order now? Good yeah. for you. Yeah. The universe worked itself out. Good for you. You don't need to reply to them. You don't need to talk to them. You moved. It's over. You escaped. You moved it's done. Never think about it again. And you get to vilify them forever. Mm. And they can live in infamy when you tell the story. When to people everyone, talk about bad neighbors, you'll top them all. When you talk about this bad neighbor to your new bad neighbor, <laughs> you'll feel real good. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. 
Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza. For 15% off, exclusions apply. See site for details. Siri, please play SOS by Rihanna. Hey, y'all. My ex and I were together for over a year. Gay male couple. We had our ups and downs. Both have contributed toxic traits to the relationship, I admit. The thing was, when I would try and discuss our issues, he would get defensive or deflective, so this ended me usually dropping the subject. Not healthy, I know. Three months ago, we were out for drinks and food, waiting to meet with a friend of mine I wanted to introduce him to. Five minutes before she arrived, he asked me to just drop him back at my place and I could go meet her. So I did. He acted annoyed. I get back home and he is gone along with his things. I'm blocked from his phone and social media, something he did sometimes when we fought. Three months, fast forward to today, I get a call from him, not wanting me back, but somewhat apologizing for how he ghosted me telling me how being in a relationship with me made him realize he wasn't ready for a relationship. Not having the communication and emotional skills needed at the time, says he's in therapy and working on himself. This is all great, but I think this phone call set me back and felt more like self-gratification. Please advise, love you so much. You have helped me through so much just by listening to your wise, elderly millennial words. Self-gratification for him? For him, like he called and got to got to feel, get rid of that guilt from ghosting. But now this guy who's trying to get over it has like heard from him again and all those feelings are back. But he's your ex. Well, it's like they didn't break up. He just disappeared, blocked him, and he never heard from him again for three months. Yeah, he basically did what he needed to do, right? Like you're saying. Yeah. And then he called you to rid himself of that, yeah. not caring at all how it affected you. Um. I never, I don't know anything about alcoholism. And I remember I did Burt Kreischer's podcast and he was talking about, it's forever ago, talking about like 12 steps and how somebody calls to apologize, like you don't have to accept that apology. Uh And I wonder, and I don't have any history with anything like that. Um, And I wonder, like, what are the things you need to do to feel okay? Because he took care of himself. Did that make you feel used? Did that make you feel angry? Do you want him back? You know, you should not be with this person. Um, So you should feel just as comfortable writing him a letter or calling him or emailing him to be like, here's how your actions made me feel. What you don't want to get into is this like back and forth with him about, well, my feeling, like then you're in a relationship again, you know? But I think you should write everything out about how you're feeling. Don't send the email. Look at it again the next day edit it down, just get to, and I'm giving this advice, even though I've never done this, but get to a place where you feel expressed and then send it. And you can even send it. And sometimes it's not even about their response. And you can put a 
spam blocker on there so you don't have to hear his answer. Because the truth is he's not going to say anything that makes you feel better. Yeah. So what do you need to do to feel okay? And are you capable of feeling okay without saying anything to him? Are you capable of feeling okay if you just decide, okay, that's enough. I'm not taking this anymore and I don't want to see this person ever again. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. But you need to be okay with making yourself feel okay. Because he's very okay with that selfishly. Yeah, he was not the one and it sucks, but it's, it'll be fine. Also, his behavior is fucking gross. Yeah, so. he's gross. We don't like him. We hate him. Unless he huh. listens to this podcast, in which case, please write a review. <laughs> I wonder how many times someone's been listening and they've been on this, the bad side. and They've been like, is that me? I feel like if you're on the bad side, you never think it's you. Ever. I always think about that. Oh, boy. Excuse me. Top of the top cup. Of the cup. Tip of the kip. It's the top of the cup. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Okay, go ahead. My top of the cob is, sounds like a bottom, but it's not. I My mom got me a sweater and it had still the Target security tag on it. And I was like, I'm going to get this off myself in the home. And I love fixing or solving like a small, weird physical yeah. problem. Like it feels so good to just fix something. So I watched all these videos of people who wedged a screwdriver in and like got it off without damaging the the sweater because it has like a yeah. little metal stick. So I got my screwdriver yeah. in, I got it on some leverage and I got it out. And now I put it in the garbage, the tag. It was like, guys, if you hear like a weird beeping, it's this thing. It hasn't done it yet, yeah. but we'll see. But my sweater came out undamaged and we didn't have to go back to Target. I had to do that once and I realized I was just watching like a YouTube video from like a 16-year-old klepto who's like, here's how I steal all my shit. But I was like, whatever. I can't go back downtown no, to get them to take this tag off. All these kids' videos, the funny thing is, it starts with a disclaimer that's like, I purchased this and they forgot and left the tag on by mistake. And I'm like, the fact that you did that Bullshit. disclaimer, I now don't believe you. Like, obviously, and yeah. I am in the same boat where obviously my mom bought the sweater, but... <laughs> You know, it's You're like, it's different. It. I live at home. My mom bought me a sweater. <laughs> I'm different. I'm better than you. All right. My top of the cob and bottom of the cob are the same thing. Okay. Um, and uh, you can file this under Kashi Goline Crunch territory. Yes. Not as painful, but just as volatile. Uh, my top of the cob is something called a sun choke. It's a tuber. It's a like a like a root vegetable. It looks like a piece of ginger, but when you roast it and like garlic and butter and tasty. It has the consistency of like a mashed potato or of a potato. And they're excellent. And Noah and I put some Parmesan cheese on it. He just roasted some sunchokes and we ate them. And they were delicious and a little crispy and tasty. And I was like, wow, this is my new snack. I love this. Bottom of the cob. Oh my God. I, I, like, I actually just stopped apologizing after. There were so many farts <laughs> so frequently. And these were like deep farts. Like I let out a deep. fart. This has nothing to do with being pregnant. It, I think it was the longest fart ever created by a human. Like Ugh. it had notes. It had a beginning, middle and end. It had a story arc. <laughs> like I, and it's the sun chokes. And Noah like texted me he later. He's like, the sun chokes got me. So if you're super comfortable with your partner or you live alone, mm -hmm. then have you some sun chokes because they're tasty. Yeah. And if you want to, if you're out with another couple, and if you're out with some people and you like a guy and some other girl's gunning for him, feed her some sun chokes so she has to opt out of the evening because you cannot hide those farts. They are loud oh and proud. God. Your butthole's choking down those sun chokes whole time. And I was like, they've got to be healthy. But it was like, even into this morning, I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Are you going to eat more? 
Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> so uh, I can blame it on the baby. Oh, yeah. My, uh, my bottom of the cob is I needed to get behind my desk to plug in a power strip okay. and I pulled something in my arm and I was like, no, as I like reached to like plug something in. It's so sad. Did your body like, was it detecting physical activity and your body shut down? <laughs> It was, I went on a walk with my dad the other day and he said, we'll do my easy walk because he does these like multi-hour walks with the dog. He's like, we'll do my one hour walk. And I'm like, dad, my heart rate is 190. Am I going to die? And he's just like, ugh. Like, dad, I can detect my heartbeat. I got to sit down. (laughs) Folks, you having fun with this pod? Christmas is coming. The gift to us will be a lovely review and a like. Subscribe, like, subscribe, a lovely review. Do it wherever podcasts are sold. Do it for me. Christmas is time. Like, subscribe, review. Also, you, in case you're not following, we get our questions from the social media. So follow at Ask Eliza on Instagram and Twitter and you can always submit your questions via DM and tell us if you want it to be not anonymous. I do anonymous by default unless you say, call me such and such. So if you've been wanting to submit something. Do not DM me and be like, how do I submit a question? Follow Ask Eliza and DM them to the Ask Eliza account. Emily... Her passion in life is this podcast <laughs> and calling the only the finest of Sunchoke questions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.